Hello, lovely people. Welcome to another episode of Herbaceous Conversations with Back to a Silly. I'm your host, Gloria, and this is a space to delve into the knowledge of plant medicine and empower you with practical and applicable information to enhance your well-being. For more information, visit the website at backtoacilly.com. Hello, everyone. It's been a whole month. I've missed you guys so much. All right. So today we're going to be talking about herbs and what's the best way to take them, right? So you've got your herbs, you've got your plant medicine, loose leaf, you know, let's say someone suggested and recommended this certain blend or certain herb for you. And now you're wondering how you're going to take it. Now, of course, I'm pretty sure, I hope, I would hope (laughs) that whoever you purchased your herbs from did disclose to you how to take it and the best ways to take it. However, if you are confused as to how you can, here's the lowdown. All right, so a few things that you do want to consider. So there are two main things you want to consider. The first thing is the, you want to assess the plant and the part that's being used. So is it the flower? Is it the leaf? Is it the roots, the stem, the berry, the bark, etc., etc.? So what part of the plant are you using? Now this is very important because each of those parts have a different absorbency rate to liquids. Their densities fluctuate. And consequently, so does the extraction method that's best for that particular plant part so for example let's just take let's take uh flowers right all right so you have let's say you have elder flowers now flowers when you look at them before you before they're plucked they look they're very alive in color and they're very delicate they're very soft and once they're dried, you want to take very gentle care of them because they're very, they get very, um, they brown and bruise easily. And then once they're dried, they crumble very, very easily. So knowing that information for flowers in particular, because they're so light in density and porous, um, the best way for extracting would be water, just plain water. You do not want to use alcohol or any harsh solvent because what that would do essentially is strip the plant too much to where it's deteriorating and you're not really extracting anything. So you're really harming the plant rather than using it in a harmonious way, if that makes sense. So there are two main parts. There are the light parts and the heavy parts. So the light parts being there are the flowers, the leaves, and the berries. And those are best extracted in water. Uh, In some cases, like leaves, if they're a hardy leaf um, and not so light and porous, you can use alcohol to extract it. Uh, However, you want to, if you want to, you can use a full extraction of alcohol or dilute it with water um, in that extraction process. Now, what you do want to definitely avoid is sunlight because sunlight will degrade it for sure this is why whenever you're making an herbal concoction 
you want it in a dark colored container or you can put it in a clear container if you want just make sure it's away from sunlight because that will damage the plant as for the heavy parts the brood the stem and the bark water you can use water but you can you need to use it for a longer period of time to extract all the beneficial compounds and resins from the root stem or bark and then of course you can use um more quote-unquote harsh solvents such as alcohol vegetable glycerin um yeah any other solvent of your choice now the second thing you want to consider when you have herbs and you're wondering how am i going to take this is the bioavailability so how your body is going to absorb it now this is more important especially if you're using plant medicine for a particular purpose for example for a for an acute or a chronic condition so acute meaning very serious chronic being not so serious to put in plain terms so chronic um for any chronic situation really you can use any kind of extraction or um not extraction any kind of method for taking such as teas um tinctures applying it topically um it all depends on the illness or symptom that you're trying to treat and where it is and yeah those two so where it is and what is exactly it is that you are treating so for chronic you can really take it however is necessary at that point that's just a preference and then for acute conditions and symptoms ideally extracts are best for that purpose because the extract holds a how do I say, a more concentrated degree of the plant compared to, say, like brewing a cup of tea. The extract is more potent. So, for example, um, when I used to work at a supplement store, um, actually, I'll get to that story later. So, really, so, for example, let's say you go into a supplement store and you're looking for, let's say you're looking for turmeric, right? There are a lot of people that come in and they ask for a certain amount or just they just want to know if the supplementation has curcumin in it. Now, the reason why curcumin and curcuminoids have been so hyped up for turmeric is for a good reason. Now, they've done research on it and the curcumin and the curcuminoids, that compound is actually shown to have the most active components of turmeric itself that it's known for. So that's the anti-inflammatory effects, the anti-cancer, and all the other uh, properties of turmeric are in the curcuminoids. And this is where standardized herbs come in. I might talk about that in another episode. But this is also where standardized herbs are important because you'll know how much of a certain compound is in a supplementation that you're taking. And that'll help you determine the strength of what you're taking. Um, now, and so there's the curcumin and also manuka honey. Um, although it's not really, it's like, excuse me, the way I would describe it to (laughs) customers is really like manuka honey is like honey on crack, essentially. (laughs) Um, and it's crazy. I remember one day I was working 
at a supplement store and a customer came and told me a story it's a testimonial about a friend or an uncle i don't remember and they had a brain tumor they said it was about the size of a small ping pong ball or a tennis ball and <clears throat> the doctors were getting ready to do surgery if any other um, preventative measures weren't affecting the size or downsizing the tumor so the patient did their research and apparently manuka honey now manuka honey has a lot a lot of beneficial factors in it we won't delve into it today but there's a lot you should look into it um i'll put links in the show notes about manuka honey and about everything that's discussed in this podcast um and so the person took the manuka honey and i forget the span amount of time but after they had took the manuka honey when they went back to the doctor their tumor shrunk he said to the size of a nickel <laughs> a nickel y'all <laughs> from a pin ping pong ball or tennis ball size to a nickel that's significant so that's where yeah so extracts like those in a more potent form such as extracts or more a more how do i say potent form such as manuka honey um yeah those are most ideal for acute conditions all right so that covers this podcast it's very short and sweet there's not really a lot of details that entail how to take plant medicine um and really another thing to consider um um be in tune with your body sense what your body needs and what it's telling you that it needs and that'll help you a lot yes all right guys so uh that is all for today's podcast conversation thank you so much for listening and until then i'll catch you in the next episode